you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Jamal Charles runs into the Detroit Lion mascot on the sideline and appears to be hurt and grabs his left knee. You can't make this stuff up. The mascot? Tony Romo's flat on his back, and he was blasted. Touchdown! Touchdown! David Nelson! Touchdown, Buffalo! I can't believe it! He was wide open, Mark! He was wide open! If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live. Featuring the experts of NFL.com, this is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith along with NFL.com fantasy editor Michael Fabiano, NFL.com and NFL analyst Elliot Harrison. Plenty of stuff to get to today on the show. We have breaking news involving Michael Vick, breaking news involving the Jacksonville Jaguars, and oh, by the way, breaking news involving the Jacksonville Jaguars. That You don't really say that that often, but that is the case today. Yeah, and not that it's going to make a huge impact in fantasy land, but Blaine Gabbert, now the starting quarterback for the Jaguars. Luke McCown, out the door, and uh, for one, I'll say thank you, God, because anything was better than having McCown under center for that Jaguars offense. Well, I, I have two things. One, I thought I was supposed to be joining later. I guess I'm here now. And uh, <laughs> and I saw your button and out burger for me, Elliot, and I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, but... But You're the, the guy that brought lunch just for yourself, didn't you? You're that guy. No, I actually... You have no gum. You chewed gum by yourself and didn't have a piece for I everybody else in the class. stuff for five different people. Five. Are, are the two of us do this five people? Uh, one of them is. Wow, <laughs> really? Wow. You won't be hearing much from Elliot Harrison here on the show today. But, but I was going to say that you know Luke McCown had a 108 quarterback rating last weekend divided by 100. Yeah. yeah. You could have Luke McCown, Josh McCown, Cade McNown... And it still wouldn't matter. You put them all together. It would the, be awesome. the big news, though, is that uh, Michael Vick, maybe it doesn't look as dire for him this week, coming off of a slight concussion, taking what was a, a really nasty-looking hit in that Falcons game. We could have him under center 
in week four and week three to face the New York Giants, which clearly, guys, is a very favorable matchup. Yeah, I'm I'm really surprised. This is where it's at with Michael Vick because sure enough, I thought on Sunday with the new NFL concussion rules, he's done. There's no way he's going to be able to play. You got to pass a battery of tests. I mean, the guy was coughing up blood. Probably he he bit his tongue. But I mean, this is a serious thing. The NFL is taking serious. I I still can't believe that it's going to push where they're going to let him play. But if he does, I mean, yeah, okay, your worries are over. Right, well, Michael, I, if you get cleared, you get cleared. There's no doctor saying, okay, well, you know, you just give me some money and I'll write down whatever you need. This is this is a big thing. Right, so he's cleared. Right. You're okay with him. And, and again, guys, uh, just to reiterate, you know, he actually participated in the Eagles walkthrough this morning. He doesn't have any lingering effects from from a concussion, uh, no symptoms, uh, sore neck, and that's probably about it. So keep tabs on Michael Vick's status. Clearly, he's one of the top quarterbacks in fantasy football. Uh, and see if, hopefully, as an owner of Michael Vick in one of my eight leagues, he's under center for the G-Men because, again, it's a great matchup. What, wait, wait. What did you, you do this week with Michael Vick? What did you do waiver wire this week in your expert league uh, with Michael I picked Vick? up Rex Grossman, and I'm going to play Rex if, if Michael can't play because I just cannot – deal with the Dallas Cowboys defense uh, from a fantasy perspective they're terrible and uh, I think Grossman is a fantastic option a good sleeper and look at the numbers that he's put up under Mike Shanahan in his five starts he dating back to last season he's been extremely good uh, so Rex Grossman not a joke anymore guys this is someone you can actually start a viable fantasy option especially if your number one quarterback is banged up in the case of Michael Vick hopefully he's under center I don't have to worry about it you know, looking at Vic, there's a couple things that, that I find interesting. One, with his status up in the air, it means that Kafka gets all the reps in practice, which is only a good thing. Secondly, uh, you referenced him, you know, biting down and, and bleeding out of his mouth. You know, a lot of concussions come from biting down, and it's actually a result of the jaw. People always think of concussions when a guy just gets hit on the head. A lot of times, it's the way they're hit. They end up biting down too hard. And their jaw causes the concussion, causes a little impaction there. So it doesn't surprise me that he was bleeding, that we saw that Sunday night. And lastly, Andy Reid, with Kafka in there, do you guys really think he's going to scale it back? Because that's not his M.O. And it's not never been his M.O. with backup quarterbacks. No. I'll go, you go back to go back to Kevin Cobb, whether it's McNabb or him, A.J. Feely, any of those guys. Jeff they Garcia. They all did the same thing. Mm-hmm. They came in, they threw the football. They're going to run the same offense, whether it's Kafka, Vince Young, whoever it is, playing quarterback this week. So you have no worries on your Eagles weapons. The only thing you can say is maybe teams are going to try early on to force Kafka to beat them, so they'll stack the box on LaShawn McCoy a little bit more, so maybe it takes LaShawn McCoy a little bit longer to get going. But overall, look, Kafka's a guy who threw for 530 yards in the Outback Bowl in 2010. He came from that high-powered offense in Northwestern. He knows how to, how to get through his progressions pretty fast and, and get the ball to all those weapons. I think you have no issues there. Another big name in fantasy held out of practice today, and that was Arian Foster. And right now you're looking at a guy in Arian Foster who's – Right now, can we say, guys, I mean, he's got to be the biggest bust in fantasy football to this point uh, after two weeks and likely not going to play again. This is someone who was the top-scoring player in Fantasyland in 2010, has barely played any snaps, very little fantasy production, and Ben Tate, who I liked last year, and then he got hurt, and that was the end of his, his rookie campaign coming out of Auburn, is looking phenomenal. Rushes for over 100 yards in consecutive weeks. And Gary Kubiak kind of now says, hey, listen, you know what? Ben Tate's going to be our guy until Arian Foster is healthy. Uh, and, and I think Tate is a top 15 fantasy runner this week against the New Orleans Saints in a game that you would think is going to be a shootout. But if you drafted Arian Foster and you did not handcuff him with Ben Tate, 
you are probably in a very bad way right now. Well, let me throw this out there as far as Arian Foster goes. He he went in the top three most likely in, in, plenty, yeah. of, in plenty of drafts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. the. I wouldn't call him a bust, but that's me specifically because he's hurt. You know, I'd say this is a guy that got hurt. It's more bad luck. I mean, a guy that you draft high that doesn't come through. You know, I, I look at that guy as more of a bust. But have we overrated Arian Foster? I mean, seriously, you know you look, no matter who's been in there, they've been able to run the football, whether it was that, Ben Tate or Derek Ward. They've been able to do it, so maybe Arian Foster isn't as great as we think he is. I think he's a very good player, but in a lot of cases, and, and you know, I think Elliot would be the perfect guy to talk about this, sometimes system makes a good player great, and I think that's the case in Arian Foster. Yeah, I agree, And but with that in mind, he does play in that system, that zone blocking, one cut, run downhill. He's great at that. Uh, you know, it's too early to label this guy a Fred Taylor. You know, Fred Taylor was always kind of a fantasy disappointment because he would be great and then he would get banged up. He'd be great and he would get banged up. So I'm kind of with you, uh, Jason, in that I don't think you can call him a bust because of the injury. However, if this becomes a recurring theme with him, then I would agree he is a fantasy bust. I think right now, uh, if you have Ben Tate, you're starting him. I think the Texans are fine rolling with Ben Tate. And frankly, if I'm Coach Kubiak, I'm sitting Foster for four weeks, man. I, I, I'm sitting him. I'm waiting until – because how great would that be for them going down the backstretch where they have uh, perennially failed to have a two-headed monster in the backfield? You know, and, yeah. and, and, and the other thing, too, to, to come off this with Arian Foster is his value is down. I, I think they really screwed up last week starting him and giving him the ball as many times as they did in that first drive. It was crazy to think this guy, with the way hamstring injuries linger we, – we, I mean, we all saw the MRI on Twitter. Right, and, right exactly. And let's talk – Real football terms as it relates to fantasy football. The Texans are a team, uh, guys. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. They're the favorite to win their division by a mile yeah, right now. Yeah, they may have a clinch by Thanksgiving. Exactly. So why get uh, you know Foster in the game when he's clearly not 100 percent? When you have Ben Tate behind him on the depth chart, who's playing well, uh, let Foster sit. Uh, just like Elliot said, sit him down. It's not something that fantasy owners want to hear about because this was a guy they took probably in top three in just about every single league, but. It's best long, long-term long scenario because if Foster continues to try to get out there and play with a hamstring that's less than 100%, he is likely going to continue to re-aggravate it, and that is just going to be a nightmare from a fantasy perspective. It's NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, and Elliot Harrison as we break down all the latest news right now in the NFL. And you think that's the end for the Houston Texans, but really you want to talk about the, the disappointment of Arian Foster, Elliot. Matt Schaub is a guy who for the last three years has been well. I'm going to put Matt Schaub in my lineup, and he's going to start every week for me. First two weeks this year, less than 30 passing attempts in both games. He's not lighting it up because, as we go football terms, as, as it provides a fantasy, the Texans are going to win this division by a mile. They are able to run the football. We know now that they've had this ability. It's just, you know, Steve Slayton couldn't do it. But now they know they can do that. So now they don't have to rely on Matt Schaub throwing the football 40, 45 times a game. I think those days are over this year for the Texans. If I have Matt Schaub, I am trying to sell high on, as high as I can on him right now because I just don't see there being shootouts going forward where Matt Schaub's going to be 400 yards and three touchdowns like he has. Uh, right. You know, my, my trusty wireless is down here, so I'm going to have to rely on the uh, knowledge that you yeah, have the, of the game the in the National Football League. And make sure I have these numbers right. But I believe 2009, Schaub threw for 47-70 and 29 touchdowns. Last year, I believe it was around 43-20, 24 touchdowns. Yep. But you know what? How many of those games, guys, were they down 34-17 in the fourth quarter and they needed him to have about 25 pass attempts in that quarter? Now they can win games with him having 25 to 30 pass attempts the entire game because of the defense playing better and because of the running game. And I think Schaub 
is still a great player, but for fantasy purposes, he may disappoint a few owners out there. Uh, this week, though, I mean, they're going up against the New Orleans Saints in the Superdome. To me, that just has shootout written all over it. So maybe Schaub, you know, is going to have more bad games than he has been in the last couple of years. I don't bench him unless I picked up Cam Newton off the waiver wire, if I picked up Brian Fitzpatrick right. off this the waiver week. wire. I think he's a good start this week against the Saints. I mean, Schaub against Breeze, the Saints defense, certainly not great against the pass, and that was evident against Aaron Rodgers in Week 1. I think Schaub is a very viable low-end fantasy starter in Week 3 because, again, I think this is just going to be a high-scoring game. I think this way, though, is, as far as moving forward with Schaub, though, we've seen there's other guys out there now that this year could give that kind of fantasy production. Not one of the top five or six elite quarterbacks, but there's other guys out there like Schaub. I mean, I don't know that you're doing any disservice if you're playing Ryan Fitzpatrick this week over. If you have one of those guys as your backups, you can move Matt Schaub because you're not going to move lose that much in production-wise because I think going forward, it's going to be six of one, half dozen the other, and that's obviously the sexier name. Look, you can pick up Rex Grossman and try to trade him or Ryan Fitzpatrick. No one's going to have trade. They're not going to have trade value but Matt Schaub has the trade value totally right. totally agree and it, it you know Matt Schaub is a sexy name but if we just transition Matt's here you know Matt Hasselbeck I picked him up last week on the waiver wire with no intention of starting him against Baltimore now it turns out he had a great game okay but I had no intention of starting him I just wanted to get him before anybody else got him with the thought process of I'm going to start him later on down the season because Peyton Manning was my starter in that league and I'm rolling with Kyle Orton uh, Hasselbeck has had two very good fantasy games back to back and it looks like, guys, especially with Kenny Britt, that he could be a viable option for you through the remainder of the schedule. You know what? Uh, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit there uh, because I think there are so many good quarterbacks in the National Football League that if you're rolling with Matt Hasselbeck week in and week out, you're likely going to lose more games than you win. Listen, he's put up good numbers over the first couple of weeks. There's no doubt about it. Kenny Britt has been fantastic. He was one of my favorite breakout candidates on NFL.com in the preseason. But I think Hasselbeck's a matchup-based guy. I don't think there's any doubt about that right now. But... I'd rather have Grossman. I'd rather have Fitzpatrick. I'd clearly rather have Cam Newton. Uh, and we'll see what happens. He's, he does have a good matchup this week against Denver Broncos, especially if Champ Bailey uh, is banged up again. But I just I, I can't roll with Matt Hasselbeck. Okay, but That's I got to counter your, one guy. That's like the third time you guys have said we're rolling with okay, Matt Hasselbeck. I got I to I counter your counter. You really think Grossman <laughs> is a better player than Hasselbeck? I, it doesn't matter if he's a good player, uh, a better player guys. than Matt Hasselbeck. I'm yes. Grossman's never clearly. put up the fantasy numbers at Hasselbeck. It, l- listen, the, we, we've seen examples of guys come out of nowhere. What about Brandon Lloyd? He stunk for seven years before last year. That doesn't matter. Look at the system as any look, and, and you know, I know that the wireless is having an issue right now. Look at Rex Grossman's numbers in the five starts he's made in Mike Shanahan's offense, and those numbers are pretty damn good, guys. And Matt Hasselbeck, to me, again, a guy who's more of a matchup-based starter. Rex Grossman, number one, has better matchups down the stretch than Hasselbeck. He's younger. He fits the offense. I like Hasselbeck. I don't love him. I don't like him as much nearly as a guy like Rex Grossman against the Cowboys this week. You, you oh, want to tell I, me Rex Grossman's a bad week, start? Oh, wait, Grossman, is, week, Grossman has thrown multiple touchdown passes, I believe, in all but one game where he's been the starter in a Mike Shanahan offense. That's pretty good. But wait a minute. Okay, if you're talking this week, then yeah, I'll take Grossman versus Dallas. But – I can't take that small a sample size for Grossman and compare it to Hasselbeck's career. I mean, Hasselbeck, but Hasselbeck was terrible last year. 
Yeah, but I think you have to look. If you're talking about going forward, Hasselbeck has played very well. But as time goes on, Chris Johnson is going to get the carries there. So you're going to see Hasselbeck's pass attempts are going to decrease. The Redskins have shown they're going to throw the football. 34 pass attempts for, for Grossman week one, 43 next, last week. They're going to continue to throw the football. I like the fact that Hasselbeck is throwing to Britt, but you can't get away from all those pass attempts because then you take a look at Grossman week in and week out is a 300-yard threat, at least right now. Hasselbeck... Yeah, he's had a great first couple of weeks, but I kind of believe in more in the system in Washington right now, more than what he's going to do, throwing in Chris Johnson. Hey, it's two against one. What, what am I going to do? Listen, yeah, you I'm, I'm, I'm not, 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 say, I'm not okay. saying that you're not making good points, and, and Hasselbeck has been good, right? He, he's, he's put up some fantasy points over the first couple of weeks, but look at the numbers from Rex Grossman. 305 yards and two touchdowns against the New York Giants. Last week, 291 yards and two touchdowns against the Arizona Cardinals. If you look back last year, he threw for over 300 yards, I believe, in two of the three starts he made under Mike Shanahan. One of those games had two touchdowns. The other, he had four. So I know Rex Grossman's not the sexiest fantasy pick in the world, believe me. But if you remember back to when he played for the Chicago Bears and led that team ultimately to a Super Bowl appearance, there was a good stretch where Rex Grossman was a very viable fantasy starter, uh, and I think that's happening again. But the greater point here, guys, is that any quarterback, or at least most quarterbacks, can put up big fantasy numbers in this day and age in the National Football League. You're seeing it from Fitzpatrick. You're seeing it from Grossman. You're seeing it from a rookie in Cam Newton who is breaking all kinds of records and doing things that no non-running back at the rookie spot has ever done before. He's making a fantasy impact, and he's putting up gigantic numbers. It's a passing league. And there's not a lot of quarterbacks that you don't want to sort of advise people to start because the quarterback position is just so bountiful with that fantasy production. All right, speaking of quarterback position right here, it's NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison. Uh, we started off a little bit joking around at the top about Blaine Gabbert, uh, but he is going to be the starting quarterback for the Jaguars this week. Mercedes Lewis is banged up, but of course people want to know, what is what does this mean for the value of Maurice Jones-Drew? Is he still a must-start? It's something we talked about earlier today on NFL Fantasy Live and NFL.com, NFL Network. MJD, you look at what's going on, it's going to be tough going early on it was tough going for Luke McCown now here's what you have going on with Blaine Gabbert what do you see you play him Uh, listen you play Maurice Jones Drew with Luke McCown under center in week one he had just under 100 yards rushing had a good fantasy game not great you're not going to see great for Maurice Jones Drew I think you could see good Uh, and last week listen they were outmatched against the Jets Mike Mike Thomas was on Revis Island Mercedes Lewis was hurt Jason Hill was hurt uh, and McCown was terrible so MJD still actually put up Decent numbers, not great numbers. He was okay, but you got to roll with this guy. And unless you have just an incredible lineup and you're playing in a three-team league, <laughs> okay, uh, with your mom and your girlfriend, yeah, right. your okay. mom and your girlfriend, you start MJD. And I said it on the show today, NFL Fantasy Live. Uh, I, I just don't see any way that you sit the guy. He's going to get the touches. You're guaranteed that. He's going to work around the goal line. You're guaranteed that. Those are two of the most important things, right? Touches yeah, but how often are they going to be around the goal line? That's my point. How often will they be there? Well, hey, look, it's colored writing. It's the end zone. Hey, hey, you can always have a defensive turnover. You know, you can always have a big play in the special teams that sets you up. When you have a guy, I, my biggest concern when it comes to a running back and benching him is, are they taking him off the field when they're inside the 10? Are they taking him off the field when they're inside the 5? They're not going to do that with them, J.D., you know, as Fabs mentions, look at their quarterback situation. They're not going to be airing it out 45 times a game. Unless you have an incredible lineup, you do not bench MJD. 
All right, coming up next, just getting started here, NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith, NFL.com Fantasy Editor Michael Fabiano, NFL.com NFL Analyst Elliot Harrison. Straight ahead, we will set your waiver wire pickups, who have been the hot names this week. We'll tell you who we like and who we don't like as NFL Fantasy Live continues here on SiriusXM. Offset eyeball and Larson. Fells, the tight end, comes in motion. Here's a play fake. Orton loads it up, throws the ball deep down the right sideline. Decker makes an adjustment. He's got it at the 20, 15, 10. He prances, steps over the end zone line, and that is a Denver touchdown. Eric Decker's second touchdown of the game. Now back to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Eric Decker, certainly the guy on everybody's lips. It is NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith, along with NFL.com Fantasy Editor Michael Fabiano, NFL.com and NFL Analyst Elliot Harrison. And Sebastian Bach. And Seb- you know what? This was I can't tell you. I warped. This, this is how old I am. I warped this cassette tape when it came out. Back and forth. Back and forth. I remember. I still I could go song from top to back on, the, on this CD. One yeah. of the most underrated hair metal CDs I of all time. I love this disc. Are you kidding me? This is just an unbelievable album. Youth Gone Wild, mm-hmm. I Remember You, uh, fantastic. Sweet Little Sister. Oh, I can keep going on this. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But let's get in on it. Yeah, you're can not I, a hair metal. You, you don't strike me at all as a hair metal. But he is, though. Wow. Really? You strike Say, me as like a David Bowie fan. I had backstage pass to Guns N' Roses, Skid Row in spring of 1990, man. And I <laughs> rocked out with, well, you can you just... Just, you know, in the sentence for me, but uh, if I had to pick Skid Row's best song, I'm going to have to go with, uh, it's 18 in Life, man. That's a great tune. 18, the, the little guitar riff. Best video is 18 in Life, easily. Skid Row was awesome. Yeah. Quick awesome. Saying Jesus was an underrated song, too. I love that Quick song. Say, but I remember That's you off was, of Slave was, to the Grind. It was number one on MTV for like three months, song. I remember you. I remember just jamming that. I would play it and then go back and play it again and then go back and play it again. I'm one of those guys who play the same song over and over again. When, yeah. I, when I was at uh, Fox Sports, we had an intern who she looked just like Sebastian Bach. <laughs> wow. That's, I don't know how I'd feel about that. I, yeah, I, I, I didn't either. I have no I idea. I was, so I was pretty on the fence, except not really. The, the, the question is, did you ask her out? I, I did not. Okay. I did not. Moreover, moreover. I just wanted to use moreover in a sentence. Okay. Hey, let's get to Eric Decker. Obviously, he's somebody who everybody has on their list this week, probably the number one waiver wire pickup wideout-wise. That's tough to say with all those W's in a row. I really like Decker because no matter what the health of Brandon Lloyd is, and he was back at practice uh, earlier today, so that's good news to the Denver Broncos, Eddie Royal's going to be out for a long time. They're going to throw the football. I think this this 28-carry day by uh, Willis McGahee was a, was a mirage. They're going to throw the football. Orton's going to put up numbers. Decker's going to be really good going forward. Maybe not like this because when Brandon Lloyd comes back, Brandon Lloyd is Kyle Orton's guy. But I really like Eric Decker going forward. I pick him up. I'm starting him this week. I picked him up uh, already myself, and I was a real genius. I didn't start him. Uh, so you got to pick up guys to start. You can't I, pick up – if you pick I, up somebody, you don't pick up somebody to sit. You pick them up to start. Dude, I hate to you know quote Renee Zellweger, but you had me at hello on that one. I mean, I'm totally there with you. But I, you know, the, the biggest thing with Eddie Royal and with Brandon Lloyd is they have groin injuries. and good, good, know, good Groin injuries. Hey, hey, man, listen. When you have a groin injury and you play either wide receiver or DB, it is awful because you're cutting and changing direction on every single play. And it's just not the kind of thing that heals quickly. And that means that Decker's not only a good option for this week, he's a good option for the next couple of weeks. So I'm right there with you. I, I think as far as, as the Broncos' offense goes, now Marino Marino's going to be back as well. This is... I, 
I, I kind of get in a, in a six of one, half dozen of the other mode with, with the Broncos running backs. I, I don't like, from a fantasy standpoint, I don't like Willis McGahee, but he is going to get the carries at least this week. Maybe not as many because I know Sean Marino is back, but I just don't know that Denver, from a football to a fantasy standpoint, is going to commit to the running game enough to say these guys are you should start one of these guys. These guys are going to get the ball enough that they're, they're viable starters at running back. I think you have something better off than, than Marino and McGee. You have to, I think. Well, I hope... I mean, unless you're like me and you, and you have Sean Green and Ryan Grant, and you're like, oh, my God, this is awful. It is NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith, along with NFL.com, fantasy editor Michael Fabiano, NFL.com, NFL analyst Elliot Harrison. Phone number is 888-963-2682-888-963-2682. Coming up, we'll help you set your lines, go through some more waiver wire pickups, and also coming up in a few minutes, Jim Morris stops by. He'll set his lineup, and we'll talk through all the latest news as we roll on here. NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM. You're listening to Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, the home of fantasy football talk. And the home of the 80s. I didn't have a backstage pass to Winger. You didn't? I'll be honest. I wish I, I could have looked like him. But you remember the kid in uh, Beavis and Butthead? He always wore the <laughs> Winger shirt. Right. What was his name, Stuart? <laughs> I think so. Not many people were big uh, big winger fans back then. It is NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith, along with NFL.com and NFL analyst Elliot Harris and Michael Fabiano, NFL.com fantasy editor, also here as we take a look at uh, big news off the waiver wire. Uh, Coach Jim Moore is going to join us in one second to get to. Uh, but real quick, Michael, I know tight ends, a couple of big guys out there, Dustin Keller, Fred Davis. Who do you like out of those guys? Yeah, I mean, listen, Dustin Keller, he actually was really good at the beginning of last year and then sort of faded out. He's doing the same thing in 2011. But you have to like the fact that Mark Sanchez is looking to him often. The Jets are throwing the football more, just like most teams around the National Football League. Keller right now is a top five fantasy tight end. I'd start him certainly over a guy like Owen Daniels, Vernon Davis, Dallas Clark. Ride him while he's hot. All right, let's bring in Jim Moore, NFL Network analyst. And, Coach, you know, we were talking at the top of the show, reports that Michael Vick went through practice earlier today, and, and it's possible that he could play on Sunday. NFL's got these new concussion rules. You know, we were talking about how impossible it is to be cleared almost when you're coming off a concussion. What do you make of the news that Michael Vick might be able to play? Uh, it's good because I got him on two of my teams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'd still be I'd still be wary. I mean, you know, uh, he's got to pass a test by an independent doctor, not his own team doctor. You know, there's an independent guy that he's got to see that says, "Okay, you're cleared to play," which is a great thing for Mike, and I think the league's doing the right thing. But it it can make it tough on uh, fantasy owners, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, Jim, so in your NFL Network League, you've got a couple of guys that I'm sure you're a little worried about and a lot of fantasy owners are also worried about, one being Frank Gore and second, Dallas Clark. What are you expecting from these guys? And, and more to the point on Gore, what are you seeing that the Niners are not doing offensively? Because Gore is the bell cow, and Jim Harbaugh really liked to run the football quite a bit at Stanford, and this offense just looks very vanilla after two weeks. Well, it is, and it's because I think they, you know, they're trying to protect Alex Smith right now. And I think you have to recognize that it's a new offense for all of these guys, and they didn't have an off season to work together. Um, they're trying not to put their quarterback in situations where he's going to make a bad decision that hurts their football team, so they've kind of reined it in a little bit. But I think what you'll start seeing is they'll start open things up in the passing game, which ought to help Frank Gore get loose because. 
you're right, Jim Harbaugh loves to run the football. He's had a lot of success at the college level running the football, which is certainly not the pro level, but he understands this game. He played it for, what, 15 years, so at the NFL level. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging with Gore. I'm good with him. I think he's going to break out a little bit. Uh, they play at Cincinnati this week. I'm actually covering that game for Fox. So, uh, oh, great. I, yeah, you know what was funny is I had uh, Stephen Jackson. I'm sorry, I have Vincent Jackson. I have a bunch of teams. So I have Vincent Jackson on a couple of my teams, and I'm doing the, the first game of the year for Fox. I'm doing San, Francisco, or San Diego, Minnesota, and he's wide open deep, and he starts to slow down, and he, the ball just goes right off the tips of his fingers. And I'm trying to you know, stay composed in the press box and re, you know, report to the people that are watching the game on Fox you know, what's happening inside. I'm going, you've got to catch that ball, man. I need those points. You know? I love it. So. I love it. So, so Jim Mora, you will be rooting for Frank Gore in the press box this weekend against the Cincinnati Bengals. As much as maybe no, I didn't you don't say want that, to do no, that. I didn't say that. You can't. I didn't say that. <laughs> wait, wait, do you see? You know what his comments are going to be? I don't know. Start him. I might have to start. I might have to start looking at my roster, and if I'm doing a game for Fox, I might have to start sitting those guys down just so that I can be objective in the box. Now, I think you're going to hear Coach on Sunday say, I don't know why Frank Gore isn't getting the ball more in this running game. He needs to get the ball two, three times every possession. Why is he not getting the football? See, Jim, maybe yeah. you need to be tuned into the sidelines, and you can get into Harbaugh's ear and say, hey, Jim, you know, I could use some more fantasy points from Gore this week. Uh, you think you can give maybe five, six carries on this next series? Yeah, if I ever said that to a coach in the NFL, that's the last time they'd talk to me. I would, <laughs> I would never do that. You know, Jim, it's uh, Elliot here, and I only announce that because I want you to know that I'm not going to ask you any Marquez Pope-related questions. Uh, You're sick. I know. <laughs> no one even know. knows who he is. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, but you were talking about, uh, you know, the lockout and affecting, uh, you know, it affected everybody, obviously getting systems in and getting young players a chance to play as well. And you came up in this league as a defensive coach. And so I'm curious, from a from a defensive coach's mindset, how would you defend – Cam Newton. Well, <laughs> it'd be tough to do. I mean, the guy's going to be a really good player, but I think I'd just try to be patient. I'd, I I wouldn't do anything special against him. I don't think that it warrant he warrants that yet. I'd pressure him when I felt like it was time to pressure. I'd cover him when I felt like it was time to cover, and then I'd just make my guys aware of the fact that on occasion, just because he's still a young player in this league. He's going to make some decisions that we can capitalize on as a defense if we're disciplined, if we have our eyes in the right spot, if we're ready to catch a ball that's overthrown like you did the other day. Uh, the guy is something special. I mean, he's big, he's fast, he's strong, he's smart, he's got a cannon for an arm, he can run, he can do all those things, but he's still learning the game at this level. So I don't, I don't know that I'd do anything special other than just try to play good, sound, disciplined defense and be ready to take advantage of opportunities when they present themselves. All right, well, you, you know, staying with Newton, you play fantasy football, you understand how it works. Knowing what you know about him and also what Carolina is trying to do, do you see him, from a fantasy standpoint, continuing to put up these ridiculous numbers every week? Well, I, I don't, I, you know, I said it last week on, on some station, I said there's no way the guy can throw for 400 yards every week, and then he comes out and throws for four, 400 yards. Right. So I don't want to put limitations on the kid. I mean, he's very capable of continuing to do this, but I think one thing that they have to do offensively is find some balance. they got to run the football, and if they're running the football successfully, you could argue that it's only going to make his passing game that much more effective, but on the other hand, it's going to take attempts away from him. So, 
you know, there's no way he stays on this pace. I just can't even imagine that he stays on this pace. But I think he's going to be a productive player all year long, and he's only going to get better. I mean, he's, he's, shoot, he's just scratching the surface. So, you know, you say Newton surprised you. You went up against Matt Hasselbeck as a defensive coordinator, and then you see what Rex Grossman did. Did those guys shock you with the kind of numbers they're putting up right now? Uh, no, Matt didn't. I know what Matt's capable of. I coached Matt. Um, Matt's capable when he's comfortable, when he understands the system, when he's on rhythm, he's as good as there is. And, you know, obviously Sunday he felt that way. Rex Grossman, his numbers ought to come down because, uh, well, you know what, I shouldn't say his numbers are going to come down. His, his numbers will probably stay pretty consistent. They're running the ball well, which is opening things up. But, you know, Rex is what Rex is. I mean, he's he's a good, solid quarterback in the league. He's going to throw some touchdown passes. He's going to avoid interceptions for the most part. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I like Rex. I like Rex, but, I'm, you know, I'm more familiar with Matt. I know Matt can rip this league up if he's given some time and has a good chemistry going with his receivers. All right, Jim, I'm going to, again, go back to your fantasy team on NFL.com, NFL Network, and you have Dwayne Bowe. Right now he's on your bench. Uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs really struggling over the first couple of weeks to score points and, and, and moreover to score fantasy points uh, for owners out there. Now that you have Moyaki out for the year, you've got Jonathan Baldwin's not making an impact, you've got Jamal Charles out for the year, uh, put on your defensive coordinator hat and tell everyone out here, is Dwayne Bowe's production going to continue to dip throughout this season because he's the only legitimate option the Chiefs really have in that offense, or should he continue to be played in fantasy leagues because of these guys' absences, he's going to see more targets? I'm going to play him this week because I think he's going to get the ball more just for the reasons you just stated. And, okay. uh, you know, I'd, I'd stick with him. I mean, they're not going to stay in this funk forever. I mean, if Matt Castle's too good a, a quarterback. Um, Todd Haley's too good an offensive mind. Uh, you know, things just haven't started off well for them. But they'll, they'll eventually have some really good games. And like you said, he's right now their best option. So I'm, it's time for him to play. i got to get him suited up this week. It's NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM. Jason Smith along with Elliot Harris and Michael Fabiano. We're breaking down all the latest fantasy news with NFL Network analyst Jim Mora. And Coach, you know, we spent a lot of time this week talking about the new fantasy darlings. Obviously, Carolina Panthers putting up a lot of points. We mentioned the Washington Redskins there. But the Buffalo Bills, I mean, this is a team that last year we watched Ryan Fitzpatrick go nuts for a few weeks, kind of tapered off at the end. They've started out hot again. They have a lot of weapons. People are picking up players like Stevie Johnson and Scott Chandler. Fred Jackson has become a must start in plenty of NFL leagues. What do you see for the Bills going forward? I see that they will get beat by the New England Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's irrelevant. If they lose 45-35, nobody cares. <laughs> I don't know that they can put up 35 on New England. Now, you know, maybe I'm just misinformed, and I like what they're doing there. I think they're building something that's going to be really strong here in the pretty new, near future, but I think it's going to be tough sledding this week against New England. You know, New England's kind of one of those teams that you know, when you throw a challenge their way, whether it's verbal or whether they just say, hey, there's a new kid on the block that's feeling pretty good about himself, we got to knock him back, they seem to do that. And, uh, you know, I, I know New England's defense hasn't been stellar yet this year, but I think they're going to play very, very, very well. They do not want the Buffalo Bills to feel like they're getting any traction in that AFC East. So I'm looking for a great defense performance from New England this week and tough, tough sledding, like I've said before, for the Buffalo Bills.
So, Jim, you think fantasy owners out there should actually bench Ryan Fitzpatrick this weekend? It depends on who, who what their option is. You know, I wouldn't bench him for Tavares Jackson. You know, but I, <laughs> You're I assuming just, that Tavares Jackson's on anybody's fantasy team. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that just because I know that you know they struggle offensively sure. a little bit. But uh, and I like Tavares. I think he's a good player. But I, uh, you know, it depends what your options are. I, I How don't about think Matt I'm Castle? Qualified right now to give anybody uh, a whole lot of fantasy advice based upon what? Well, actually, you know, this week I, I did pretty well. But uh, <laughs> I, you know, my first week I was awful. So I felt like I was back coaching in the league. I was so awful. <laughs> well, based on what you just said, I'm going to ask you for more fantasy advice. So, Jay Cutler, uh, down in New Orleans last week, uh, last weekend, Gabe Creamy, the right tackle, goes out. They had a really hard time protecting him. It's a similar theme for Mike Martz, who I know you faced many, many times. Uh, would that give you pause or hesitation to start Cutler, knowing that protection is such a problem? Well, I think they're going to get that fixed. I mean, if you read what Lovey Smith said this week, he said, you know, we need to be more balanced on offense. And he didn't say that last year until later in the season, and that's when they started playing better. So I actually think that right now is a great time to be a Jay Cutler owner because I think they're going to throw the ball less, but they're going to be more productive throwing it. And I think you're going to see some big numbers from him. Uh, when they get that running game going, it'll just open up a lot more for, for Jay Cutler down the field. See, Jim, I'm on the other side of that because I, I look at Cutler's stats in the last three years. They've all decreased when you talk touchdowns, you talk yardage, you talk completion percentage. I don't know that we haven't seen the best of Jay Cutler, and this is kind of what we're seeing from here on out. Well, you might be right, but uh, I don't know. I, I still like him as a quarterback. I, I don't know how many points he's going to get. He's not on one of my teams, so I don't really care. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I care. <laughs> I care about it. No, I, I, I was kidding, okay? I was just joking around. How, how, I like I could, Jay I Cutler. Could, I could see that at Fox if you're doing a Bears game. And, uh, hey, Jim, what do you think about the touchdown pass by Cutler? I don't have him, so I don't care. Jim, how Yeah, I would never do that. No. <laughs> First and foremost, before I'm, a, uh, before I'm a fantasy owner, I am a fan of the league, you know, and a fan of the players in the league. And uh, I pull for them all. You know, like people say, well, who's your favorite team? Well, I don't have a favorite team. Because I have friends on just about every team, coaching on just about every team. So, you know, I can't pull for one over the other, you know. Although, uh, you know, I have a couple that I, a couple I keep in my pocket that I'm pulling for every week, but I don't state it publicly just because, you know, I was in the league for 25 or 26 years. I, I got friends everywhere. But uh, I guess I just, you know, I think Cutler, I think that's a good team. They're good defense. The defense is going to give them the ball a lot of times. They they're going to, you know, Mike March, no matter what Lovey tells him, he's still going to fling it around a little bit. And uh, if they get Forte rolling like they have been and kind of keep feeding it to him, it's just going to open things up for Cutler. Jim, I'm, I'm curious how long you've been playing fantasy football. I mean, did you used to start Bobby Hebert and Ruben Mays on your uh, fantasy <laughs> this is, teams? This is my first year ever, ever, ever. This is, I'm only in week two, starting week three of my fantasy football career. I had never done it before. Certainly when you're coaching, that's not something that you're doing. You know, you don't really have time, nor do I – I don't know if it's allowed or not, but I just never had – never, ever had been involved in fantasy football, and now I've got like six teams going. So, uh, yeah, I've got teams with my kids, against my kids, you know, against my brothers. I mean, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. So, it keeps it interesting. 
Yeah, so what are you, what are your first impressions about fantasy football now being that you're in here, you know, for the last month, you know, you had your drafts and you know, running the team for the first couple of weeks. Uh, what what are your impressions about fantasy football? It sucks you in, man. It just sucks you in, and it can be real time consuming if you allow it to be. It's a lot of fun. It kind of makes, you know, I can't wait to to look at the stats after the games, you know. I get right on nfl.com and I'm checking my teams out. I'm looking for stats, and I'm seeing who's playing well. And, you know, I didn't necessarily do that before. You know, if I was coaching, obviously I was involved in my own team. And then last year, which my was my first year out of coaching, I was just kind of removed from, you know, I really didn't – I, I just wasn't involved in any team. I was doing games for Fox and doing stuff for NFL Network. But this year, I don't know, it's kind of made me feel a little bit more connected to things. And I can see where people get addicted to it. I know now why – uh, the show on Sundays, the Red Zone, is so popular. I mean, you know, I mean, it's like people don't care so much about teams anymore. They care about players. Coach, what's been the hardest thing that you some or, or something that you know I didn't expect this quite when with managing my team and doing fantasy football for the first time? Well, uh, you know, just keeping up with all the different teams and all the different players and trends and who they're playing and when bye weeks are and. You know, I, like I said, I don't just have one team. I got multiple teams. Plus, I help my kids with their teams. So, uh, and then when I look at the box scores on Sunday night or Monday, and I see some of the guys I had on the bench scoring a lot of points, it pisses me off because I go, "That ah, should have played that guy." You know, I have these flashbacks to when I was coaching and I made poor decisions. You know, I just don't. Nobody's writing about it. Nobody's booing me, except. But I'm feeling the same same way. Yeah, no one's booing you, but you're getting emails from people in the league saying, wow, so-and-so is on your bench. Nice job. That's kind of the, yeah, that's nice kind of the heckling you're going to get now. You clown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. He's NFL Network analyst Jim Mora. Coach, as always, thanks for your time here. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks, Jim. You're the best, man. Very good. You know, I got to tell you, Elliot, you mentioned, was he playing Ruben Mays and Bobby Abraham? My very first fantasy team. First year I did fantasy. I mean, I remember my first team more than I did teams I won championships with. Mm -hmm. Mario Bates was huge for me. A huge Mario free agent Bates, pickup man. in 94 and helped me get to third place that year. Wow. I had Derek Brown. Wave Derek Brown, not the tight end Derek Brown, running back Derek Brown, picked up Mario Bates and went on to third place. And you know what's funny is their starting back was supposed to be Lorenzo Neal, and mm -hmm. he got hurt. He ended up becoming obviously a, a legendary Great fullback, fullback yeah. but he was supposed to at one time be a tailback in this league. You guys remember your first team, your very first team? I had Terrell Davis, and uh, Michael Irvin was on that team, and I actually traded for Fred Taylor. Uh, I believe this was 98. It was Taylor's rookie year, mm -hmm. and uh, I won it. I won it that year, my first year. Because James Stewart got hurt, and Fred Taylor stepped in like week two. Yeah, Fred Taylor was yeah. fantastic, and Terrell Davis was just a beast at that point in oh, his career. Yeah. Yeah. My, my very first team was in the 80s when there was rotisserie baseball. And, <laughs> and football was just an extension. They only did it on touchdowns back then. Right. But we could only draft guys if Tops made a football card of them. So my first quarterback, I'm pretty sure, was Neil Lomax of the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> really? Yeah. You remember Neil Lomax? I absolutely remember him and Roy Green. Remember that uh, offense? Roy, yeah. Yes, Eric Metcalf. Uh, yeah. 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 How did I you get to the that. point where you drafted Neil Lomax? Well, I we, can't believe he was in the again. Top we could, 12 we could or 15 only in the do it if they had a football card. So, oh wow! It is NFL Fantasy Live here on SiriusXM. Jason Smith, along with Michael Fabiano and Elliot Harrison, eight 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 nine six three two six eight two is the number. We'll get to your calls. But coming up next, there's a team in the league with their top four 
wide receiver, or their top four weapons all on the injury report. We'll tell you what to do with this high-powered team coming up next. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM. You're listening to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Jason Smith along with NFL.com fantasy editor Michael Fabiano and NFL analyst Elliot Harrison from NFL.com NFL Network. You have like a thousand titles, Elliot. All you have to do is just say NFL.com analyst. I'm fine with that. You you told me. You said when you introduced me, make sure you say everything I'm doing. Don't don't lie to the world. Actually, when I I wanted you to introduce me, I wanted you to say that I had every G.I. Joe with swivel arm battle grip. I didn't just have the regular. I had the, you know, remember when they changed the grip? Yeah, Yeah. the Kung Fu grip, and then you could shave them, too. They had the one where you could shave G.I. Joe. (laughs) You're what really in the yourself. heck are you guys talking He's about? He's talking right about now. toys from the. I'll take I'll take oh toys from the God. '70s for 500, please, Alex. Jeez. Hey, let's let's get to Cowboys because everybody's hurt. Everybody's, everybody's hurt. hurt. And Fabs, you know all these guys, whether it's Miles Austin, Des Bryant, Felix Jones, Tony Romo, everyone owns them. They're they're 99 point whatever percent owned in our NFL.com fantasy leagues. Yeah, and I got to be honest with you. When you say the two words collapsed lung. Scares the bejesus out of me if I'm a fantasy owner, especially because Romo's playing on Monday night. That doesn't help. So if you have Rex Grossman, okay, you know what? Maybe you play Rex Grossman. You wait until the injury report comes out on Monday night. It looks like he's going to play. But collapsed lung scares me. If there's a better option out there, if a Ryan Fitzpatrick is out there, a safer option, you go without Romo. Not only does the collapsed lung become a major issue, Miles Austin is out. Des Bryant's banged up. Felix Jones is banged up. Where is this offense going right now? As good as Romo is in fantasy, this situation is more than a little bit scary. Yeah, I don't know that there's any Cowboys you can really count on starting this week. All right, let's just say Tony Romo plays. All right, say Tony Romo plays. Felix Jones has been injured and unproductive, so you know you're not getting that that help in the running game. Maybe Tashard Choi steps in this week and plays well. You know you're not getting that. You know Miles Austin isn't going to play. You know Des Bryant is having trouble conditioning and his health. I, I don't know that you can find other receivers on reality shows to bring them in to make Tony Romo a viable option right. this week. I mean, I, I think you have to look and say, even if Romo plays, you might have to sit him just because who's he going to throw the football to? Yeah, and some of the best receivers on reality shows are on, you know, the uh, Bachelor. So, uh, <laughs> uh, don't bring up the Bachelor now, Harrison. Uh, you know, I got a show you, that you should have starred on, by the way. Yeah, you've I, done really well. I got to tell you, as NFL.com NFL analyst slash assistant treasurer for Sigma Chi, I just made that up. But I got to tell you that that when we did the power rankings this week for NFL.com, I got so much grief for putting the Cowboys at twelve, and and the Falcons behind them. At 13, and, and I was thinking, you know, the Falcons got hammered in week one, okay? The Cowboys had a very difficult road assignment uh, September 11th up in New York, and then they beat the 49ers with both receivers hurt. Their tight end couldn't even reach for a ball, their tailback out, and their quarterback playing with a collapsed lung. And people had a problem with that. I, I, it blew my mind, you know? And from a fantasy perspective, you got to be careful with these guys. And if I have Kevin Cobb on my bench, I'm starting him over Romo. No question. There's so many good quarterbacks in the National Football League and in fantasy football right now that it doesn't make a lot of sense to take a risk on a guy like Roma. You know, maybe it's a better risk if his offense is healthy, if his top option in the passing game is healthy and not not out with a hamstring injury. 
Maybe, okay. But we could potentially be looking at Holly and Ogletree at wide receiver for the Cowboys on Monday night if Des Bryant doesn't come back. So I really, unless you're really hurting at the quarterback position, Romo's a major risk. You know, if your best possible situation, if Romo's your starter, is if Grossman's on your bench because they're playing each other, yep. so you don't have to make that decision until Monday. Otherwise, you're going to be making it on Sunday and you're up the creek. If you if you have a viable guy like a, like a uh, Hasselbeck or whoever, you start him over Romo. It is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. The number is 888-963-2682, 888-963-2682. Coming up next, we'll help you set your lineups, help you with your waiver wire pickups. Also tell you who have now become must-starts in fantasy football in the NFL. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.